Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. There is, there is fresh water, fresh water that is released from heaven. And the reason why I made us say it over and over again is I've been teaching people um, what it means to be a God. And the fact that every time that a God speaks, new life is born. Because that is the characteristic of the father who gave birth to you. At the mention of his word, every time that his word is released, life comes forth. That is why God will hold you accountable to the things that he says to you. Because the moment he says it to you, the life and the ability for fulfillment is released in that word. And so you see, the problem with a lot of us is that we don't believe scriptures. We don't believe the word of the Lord. We don't believe the potency of his word. We think that his word is subject to our interpretation, our imagination and what we choose to believe but the word is not subject to any standard of man. The word in itself stands alone as a life source. So every time the word of God is released today that believe that the word is true, they receive the capacity of the word that is released so when God says don't you know that ye are gods do you believe that you are a God and every time you look at the nature of the father you see who you are. So when you say rain on us, you are actually telling the heavens to open the floodgates. The angels are not asking, should we rain or should we not rain? They are not checking to see, should we let it out or should we pour it? No. When you say rain on me, something begins to happen in the heavens. There's thunder, lightning, and things are moving the way when a storm is coming. That when you say break out, it's like a torrent brrr, begins to flow. He said till I overflow. And then it fills every corner of your life. And the sun begins to pour. And then anywhere you go, people can drink of the river that you have not only engaged, but the river you have become. So I needed to understand the power of your words. Because where we stand in time is we stand at the gate of many battles. We stand at the gate of multiple battles. And you see, you don't send your weakest soldiers to take the gate of your enemies. You send the ones who understand the warfare strategies and battle strategies. You send the ones who know how to engage, who know how to use the multiple weapons and how to dodge the different weapons of the enemy. You send the ones who are skilled and who can pull it down and tear it down. We stand at the center of the war of many, many gates many gates so in the season that you are in it's not the way that you used to handle life before it's not the way you used to judge the issues of your life before it's not the way you used to take the matters of your life before if there is any time to intensify your efforts it is 2022 because i was saying to some people that in times and in season and in the um, nature of the earth that 2022 is like the birth canal of this, should I say, century. There is something about this year that is like the birthing canal of a woman and a baby that is able to go past it and come out on the other side is the child that is qualified to engage in the new realm that God is releasing. This is the year where you put 
push in the spirit realm. This is the year when as the baby feels that the water has broken and the mother has going in, gone into labor. The, as the woman is laboring, the baby too is laboring. You must push alongside heaven. This is not the time when you say, look at all these churches, they are fasting now. Wow, this oh, shoo, 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 shoo. If you can't fast, ask God for grace. If you don't know how to wait, ask God for how to wait. Because everybody knows the grace at the same time. There must be something that they are perceiving. There must be something that the people are seeing that is making everybody press, that is making everybody enter in. And I tell you the truth, that if you can break out of the normalcy of this year, if you can break out of the appearance of this world for 2022, you are going to break into a new dimension of operation. You are going to break into a new ranking in the realm of the spirit. Because this is a testing for many. And this is the season of trial and examination. But it is also the season of reward and promotion. So I say to you by the spirit of the living God that if you can break past the deception of darkness that wants to hold you back, that wants to keep you where you used to be, if you can push past it, you are ready for the next level in God. And the next level I am talking about is the level of power. The next level I'm talking about is the level of grace. The next level I'm talking about is the level of the audacity of heaven. It is the level where men will stand and look at you and they will say it is impossible that this person walks alone. There must be a host that stands behind him. It is the same thing they observed in Daniel and even the sorcerers had to say this one has got the spirit of the gods in him. We don't know the God that he's serving but there is a certain thing that he is carrying. He does not just consult with the God but he has the spirit of the God and everything he says come to pass. Why? Because we perceive that he's not a sorcerer like us. We perceive that he himself is a God. This is the season of the gods. This is the era of the gods. This is the day of the gods. This is the time where creation will rejoice and we partner with men. Why? Because the sons of Elohim are rising up in the authority and the identity that they have. This is the day of the gods. So Somebody does not come at you with sword and you go at them with table knife. Listen to me, the enemy is releasing some artillery from hell in this season. So is heaven. So is heaven. Listen, when you see the prevailing darkness, it tells you the intensity of grace with which God is about to launch you out. When you see the power and the intensity of the darkness of hell, it tells you the measure of truth that God is about to birth inside of you. So in this season, God will not allow you compromise. God will not let any seed of evil or seed of darkness rest in you. Because you are coming into a war of truth. You are coming into a war of faith. You are coming into the war of reality. Some of you are about to show a generation that the things that they saw in scripture are not just the writings of men, but they are the reality of a kingdom. Some of you are about to break into the operation of an age that is to come and the same way that Jesus said to Mary woman don't you know that it is not yet my time but he had to perform the miracle because the faith on the people was resting on the actions of Jesus so it is that even in this season there is an acceleration of time because the faith of a generation is resting upon the actions of you and I so some of you will begin to do miracles that should not happen now we are going to begin to tap into realms that they will call in the heavens the power of the age to come because some people are going to break out of the reality of time and they're going to break into the reality
authority of eternity but like unlike Enoch that was taken away some of them will have the capacity to sustain in the natural that which is fully divine and men will look again and say it is like the days of Elijah it is like the days of Elisha where upon the mountains of the Lord a new set of gods are rising up they that do not bow their knees to the deception of hell but they stand in the truth and in the righteousness of Elohim himself it is as the days of Noah where men will rise up and they will build acts of preservation and they will do it with the accuracy of the spirit and they will sustain it by the hand of God himself it is like the days of Paul where men shall be converted and in one night a man will go from being the persecutor of the church into becoming the liberator of a generation these are the days of the reign these are the days of the manifestation of the gods these are the days of day who shall walk in the truth and in the fire of righteousness for this is the day that was spoken about where the Spirit of God is let out upon his people so rain on us oh God break out pour out let this river flow oh God find the path in the realm of the spirit find a path in the realm of the spirit and journey until you arrive and journey until you arrive at the truth and at the grace of God let there be a restoration of identity let there be a restoration of eyes let there be a restoration of sight let there be a restoration of understanding let he that was broken arise let he that was slain receive the spirit of resurrection let he that had condemned yourself let them receive the righteousness of God for in this day we need all the armies to arise for in this day no man shall be left behind I decree and I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus it is a season standing and you shall be numbered among the gods let the touches be lit in the highways of the spirit let the touches be lit in the highways of the spirit thank you Jesus thank you Holy Ghost thank you Jesus this is the season where you cannot compromise on the vision or ask a brother to compromise you cannot. This is the season where we must encourage each one of us to do the daring things. No matter how risky it may be. This is the if I perish, I perish season. Where we must arrive on the other side of the power of God. Such as has never been seen before. This is that season. 
This is that season. You are looking at me and thinking, ah, see the way she's shouting, see the way she's praying, crying, sweating. You don't understand that that's just a physical reaction to an inner hunger. I am completely detached from this. I am ever present with him. Completely detached. We have only a short time. Only a short time. What will you do with it? What will you make of it? Short time. Will you spend it considering the opinions of people? Would you spend it playing church and religious politics? Or would you spend it staring up power and delivering power to a generation? What will you do with your time? I have just, I think, 15 minutes to go. And for my own sake, yes, now, they start at 9.30 now. Eh? Uh, okay. So, but for my own sake, because I have a flight, I will finish early. <laughs> you see, there's a scripture I want us to look at real quickly. It's in 2 Samuel 11. In 2 Samuel 11, it shows us the story of David. And it said it happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening. Now, before we go on, I needed to hear what verse 1 said. It said there was a particular time when kings go to battle. Not their generals, not their subordinates, but the kings. But David remained in Jerusalem. He didn't go, but he sent Joab. Was Joab successful based on verse 1? Yeah. He was doing well. He was doing fantastically well. He was winning the battle. He was taking, expanding the territory for, for, for David. But was that the original intent of God? No. This is the season where you must be careful about better. This is the season where you must seek for best. This is the season where you will not stand for the good and acceptable will of God. This is the season where you must stand for the perfect will of God. This is the season where you will not say, after all, Joab is working. After all, I am. This is the season where you cannot judge the will of God based on the successes of life. You must judge it based on the leading of the spirit. Because David was never meant to be in his palace. It wasn't about winning the battle. It wasn't about taking the territories. It wasn't about succeeding at war. It was about going to war. Positioning yourself. Oh, why is everybody fasting and praying? It is not, hey, after all, after we finish fasting and praying, February will still be the same. People, people will go back, but the question is, what were you meant to do in January? It is not about the result. It is about what the process makes you to become. What the stretching does to you. 
It is about the things you see and observe while you are at war. But most especially, it is about divine positioning and divine alignment. That is what is very important. So Joab was doing what he was doing and he was succeeding. And David might have said to himself, I did not compromise. After all, what does God want? For Jerusalem, for the children of Israel to increase, for us to prosper, the kingdom to grow. But David did not understand that the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is not what is around you. The kingdom of God is you remaining in righteousness. Engaging with the peace cup of heaven. And digging the rivers of joy. David thought it was about the kingdom expanding. So this year you must be careful of the deceit of hell. Be careful of the deception of Satan that tells you that a thing is right simply because it works. Be careful. Because David's plan, it worked. But David was out of order. And we begin to see how it spirals. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and he walked to the roof of the king's house. It was his house. It wasn't a hotel. So David must have walked on that roof several times. And Bathsheba must have been bathing several times. That was not the first time they built her bathroom. That was not the first day she launched it and decided to open the roof. It has always been like that. But you see, the hand of God will preserve you when you are where the Lord needs you to be. Because I'm sure at every other time, God did not allow David to see Bathsheba. God did not allow him to be positioned there at the time when she was taking her bath. But you see, on this particular day, because David was not where he was supposed to be, he compromised on his location based on the agenda of the spirit. And so David was on his own. And for the first time, David saw the tree like he never saw it. For the first time, Eve walked past the tree and she said, it is good for food, profitable to perhaps this tree. Maybe it's time to taste of it. Are you where you are supposed to be? Are you still calculating based on safety, based on benefit, and based on reward? Or are you calculating based on the appointment of the Spirit? This is not the time when you say, God has said I should do this, but I'm just thinking, I don't want to hear, don't tell me. Don't come on my own faith. This is the time for obedience. Where you become a touch of obedience. And if there is anybody that has rebellion around in them, when they come near you, it will burn it up. And men are leading to obedience. Men are leading to performing the will of God. This is not that season. This is the season. And you must rise up in the spirit of the day. The spirit of this day is the spirit of obedience and alignment. So here is David. He's standing here. And for the first time, he sees Bathsheba differently. And I was explaining to the people, I said, there is a Hebrew word called mare. And this word was first used in Genesis chapter 3. When the Bible says, and Eve saw that the fruit was good for food. The word that was used is not the normal, and they saw the army coming, and they saw it's a different kind of sea. But the word mare is used different times in scriptures. It is used for Eve when she saw the fruit. It is used for um, Potiphar's wife, when she saw that Joseph was good looking, it was used for Moses' mother when she saw that he was a good child. It is used for Moses when he saw the burning bush. It was burning, but it was not consumed. Marie is not the normal sight. It is like insight into the insight. 
So when you marry a thing, all of a sudden, you do not just see its appearance, but you see its possibilities and benefits. It is an inward looking into the characteristic nature and power of a thing. So maybe just that, um, David has seen her before, but this time he married her. That's the word that was used. And David married her from his rooftop. And then he saw, a marriage is the same way that a man sees a woman. And you'll be asking yourself, I don't understand. Waiting this girl see for this boy. Or waiting this boy see for this girl. Because when you look at the outward appearance of the matter, the, there should be no... Mm -hmm. But the person is crazy about the other person because he's a marine. When you have an insight into the ability, capacity, and possibility of a person. When my husband was toasting me, he said, for seven months, every day, he will ask me, marry me. At one point, I told myself, I'm not marrying this man. He will come after me when I marry somebody else. So I better marry him. Marry. Oh, Shadakadala Desa. Hey. I remember then I would tell him, me and you, we don't have any. When you look, he will say, you don't understand. You are my wife. From the first time I saw you, I knew that you were the one. He would tell me then, I see your future. And I know who you are going to become. And I want to be part of that future. That is called Marie. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so David married her. And for the first time, he saw it. But the thing about Marie is that the response, only one person in humanity has ever passed the test of Marie. And his name is Jesus. The thing about Marie is that every time it happened to men, they stretched their hand to eat of it. But God does not cause you to marry a thing for your benefit. He causes you to marry it so that you can align yourself with his purposes. Not so that you can eat and be nourished. But so that in your alignment you can become a channel for the nourishment of generations. So when the Satan came to Jesus and said, turn these stones into bread. Jesus saw it and he knew that the stones could become bread. But he said to him, man shall not live by the things that he needs. Man does not decide what to do because it is favorable to him. It is good for him. It is profitable to make him wise and popular. Man holds himself back and he waits for the proceeding word of the Lord. Not the one he told him yesterday that one day you will turn stone to bread. But he waits to know, is this the stone that should be turned into bread? Jesus held back. Even though he had the power and the capacity and he saw the possibility. Now David on the other hand, he saw it and he stretched his hand. This is why when Moses was coming towards the burning bush, God said stop, don't come any further. Because I know humans. The moment you marry, you want to use your stick to scatter the bush. Why is he not burning? Where is the life source? Just wait. There are some things that should remain in the glory of God. And there are some things that should cause you to be searching, not to scatter. So he says, stop there. Just like Potiphar's wife, he saw and she wanted to eat it for herself. David compromised. And he said, go and bring her. Now this story spirals into many things. And we see how David is lying on the floor and crying because his son is about to die. And because prophet Nathan says to him, listen, this thing you have done is horrible. And you are going to pay. And when he told David, see, see, see what happens. And David said to the prophet, he said something like, 
Four, four times, this person should be punished four times over. Also, guess what? Four of David's children actually died. So what he thought was just him answering the riddle of Nathan was him pronouncing judgment over himself. We then begin to see how David has this broken family thing going on in the long run. And from the moment he sinned, from the moment he compromised, something began to happen in his family. But you see, I strongly believe that David was always meant to be with Bathsheba. But the question was when? Because if he wasn't meant to be with Bathsheba, it would not have been the seed of David that would have sat on the throne of David. The throne of David was too important for a wrong person to sit on it. Solomon was not David's first child, but Solomon was the chosen seed because it was always meant to be the combination of David and Bathsheba's DNA that would produce the king that would sit on the throne and would bring peace to Jerusalem. So it was, she was always meant to be his. But what path did God want it to take? How was God going to negotiate it? That David's hand will be clean. So that when he finally gets it, there is no condemnation on him. This is the problem that many of us face. You see the girl. She's meant to be your wife. The next thing, she's spending weekend in your house. Why? Somebody that is going to spend like 80 years with you. What is this small weekend? Then at night, the night will not be long. You will roll and jam each other, jam each other back. You will not be thinking, what shall a man do? Compromise. And then a lifetime that you should have lived in trust and peace and joy is compromised for a lifetime of marriage of suspicion, anger, shame, fear, and pain. What use is it? You were always meant to have it. But did you use your hand to produce it for yourself? Did you manipulate your way into the glory that people see today? Did you manipulate yourself into the provision you are experiencing? It says, longer short, David read all of that. But you know, it's the same way. Sometimes when we think about compromise, we think about the obvious things. But here comes Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas. These are the sons of Eli. Eli is a busy priest. Eli is keeping order. Eli is doing everything that God expects him to do. Eli then raises this young boy, Samuel. And Samuel is so powerful and anointed. And at a very young age, Samuel begins to hear the voice of God. And Eli schools him on how to hear the voice of God. But the first prophecy that Samuel receives is for the downfall of Eli. And you say to yourself, well, God, that's not fair. And God said to um, Samuel, it is because Eli compromised on the upbringing of his sons. So him plus his sons, they will go. What should have been handed them out down through him will now come through you. Eli could have defended his actions. Eli could have said, I tried. I talked to them. Now stop ahead. Now their mama's side they come from. Honestly. I saw him and my brother stubborn. But God said, Eli, that's not my business. Because you see, when God bestows upon you a certain measure of grace, 
It is your responsibility to find how that grace will be distilled into human strategies by which you can, un, uh, uh, you can be sure that there is room for that grace to occupy in every area of your life. God will give you the anointing, but it is your responsibility to create the jars. God will give you the power, but it is your responsibility to prepare the people. Many times we compromise on things because it's not comfortable for us. It's not easy for us. And we just tell ourselves, well, there's only so much I can do. But the question is, when eternity will judge the matter, will they judge it based on your convenience and hard work or will they judge it based on the result and how it affected the next generation? That is why you must push and press for what you believe is the will of God. This is what makes some of us make our work work. This is what makes some of us fall on our knees, Kela Masuka. Pierce through me, cut through me, open me up, do your surgical work in me. It's not because we sinned or we transgressed. It's because we understand that God may be compassionate and understanding concerning our pain. But in terms of the grand plan of eternity, you must fall into line. Heaven is, heaven is not about a pity party. There is results. It's a kingdom that you belong to. So if you fall ill, they will send your ambulance. But your job is not going to halt. The office will not halt and say because she's sick, nobody will do the work. They are sorry for what's happening to you. But guess what? This is an organization. It must go on. So, do you want to remain or do you want both you, Hophni and Phineas, to be erased completely from the generation of the priest and the order of God? Compromise. Eli could have said, you know, I'm a very busy priest, only me. But God is like, Eli, you're going to go. Moses could have said, you know what, God? Ah, but you know, I was angry. These people are so hard to manage. After all, was it not you that wanted to kill all of them just some years ago? Am I not the one that begged you, God? Now, Moses... You're going. You will see the land, but you will not enter. Why? You did not follow the way I directed you. For you to be a person that works in the integrity of the spirit, you must be a person that hears God. We cannot even preach this sermon to you if your ears are stopped. We cannot even preach about compromise if your eyes cannot see. Because how can you judge whether you are compromising or not if you don't even know what the blueprint pattern should be? You would always think you are in the right. So I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God will open your eyes. That you will see the realms of the Spirit. That at a glance in time you will be able to see not just this earth but the heavens and the heavens. I pray that when you fall on your knees to pray, that the only thing that comes out of your prayer chamber will not be your personal prayer points, but you will hear the conversations of the throne room so that you will know how to align yourself and be in step with the workings of God. Let it change today. Let it change today. Let it change in the name of Jesus. Lembro kosi valatira sadambra eke sutalaba janda via koske veladila bashanda la dikada satiala 
I see that this attack is consistently coming against our generation. And the reason why it's coming against our generation is because we are not able to decipher. So there is something in, what's the word that deals with plants, nature, and all of that? There's something called an ecotone. An ecotone is where two different ecosystems that are completely unrelated where they meet. So for example, a desert meets with a rainforest. That patch where they meet is called an ecotone. Because what begins to happen at an ecotone is that you see what should be in a rainforest growing in a desert. In that little patch, and you see what should be found only in a desert, you then find it in that patch in the rainforest. So an ecotone is kind of like a distorted ecosystem. An unnatural combination happens at an ecotone. And you see, the Bible says that through the natural things of this world, that the invisible qualities of God are revealed to us. So when you hear compromise, you think straight line. Yes, there is straight line, but there is also something in the spirit called an ecotone. And in the spirit realm, an ecotone looks like Ruth and Naomi. It looks like Rahab and Israel. It looks like two things that should not mix. Two things that have no business coming together. It looks like the impossible of God. It looks like the kind of things that we make the entire um, Pharisees and Sadducees step back and say, no, this cannot be the work of Yahweh. Because if it were Yahweh, he would do it like this, he would do it like that. And ecotone happens only by the discernment of spiritual people. Why am I talking to you about spiritual ecotones? It's because I also perceive that in this season, as God is talking about compromise, you can also compromise by not doing the unusual that God is asking you to do. Because God has called some of us to create some ecotones. God has called some of us to relate with some parts of the body of Christ that will make other people say you are mad. God has called some of us to cause some kind of strategic um, things to happen spiritually that will birth a revival, but it will make people question how you came into the strategy. But you see, your inability to perceive that the ecotone, that combination is God, is a, is a compromise on your side. That's why at the end of this day, at the end of this sermon, it is about accuracy. In discerning the mind of God. Discerning the mind of God. You cannot talk compromise without knowing the Lord. You cannot talk compromise without knowing what the Lord is saying now. Beyond anything else, I call you into the place of revelation. I call you into the place of understanding. I call you into the place of knowing the path of God. Compromise. I've been sharing to people about how the children of Israel went into Babylon for 70 years. And the cause of it is because they dwelt in the land for 490 years and they never observed the seventh year Sabbath. And how the Lord began to say to them, because you have not observed the seventh year Sabbath, I will take you into captivity and you will be there for 70 years. Now, if you divide 490 by 7, it's 70. So the reason why they were in captivity for 70 years is because God took every 7 years that they did not observe from them. And you will say to yourself, oh God, that's wicked. But the Lord said you will be there and I'm happy because now the land will rest. Because you are not the only component of this kingdom. 
There are other things that are connected to your actions. That is why it is in fear and in reverence that we obey. So God had to forcefully remove them so that he could restore that which is necessary for the progress of generations. There are some of you sitting down here. God may have to take back some things you have refused to give up. And the day that God does it, it may look like shame. It may look like disgrace. It may look like pain. It may look like captivity. But has God not been telling you to deal with that matter since? How many years has he told you it is time to go and align yourself? How many times has he told you, you see this gossip, you are gossiping one day. And then one day you will not know your phone will dial the person. And it is a person that knows how to fight. And it's a person that is used to gossip. So they too will record it. So that in the day as you are talking, they will say, hello, hold on. They will go to social media. Has God not been telling you? And therefore, the amount of years he was warning you, those will not be the amount of years you will have to retreat and hide. Listen to me. And when God does a thing like that, it is for your redemption. So it is best to hearken to the Lord when he speaks. Because you don't want to know what ends up on the other side when God needs to forcefully bring you to obedience. This is that season. This is that season where you will tell God, please, you will hold his hand. You will lead his hand to the surgical knife of heaven and you will point it towards yourself. This is that season. And it is not because we are sad believers. It's not because we, are, we, we, don't, we don't know there is joy in the kingdom. Joy is a product of alignment. It is not a feeling of happiness. Joy comes by reason of those who make themselves responsible for the dictates of heaven. There is joy in fulfillment. There is joy in alignment. There is joy in adhering to the government of God. A little compromise can lead to the destruction of generations. I was teaching some people the other day and I was teaching them about why Jesus could be linked to Mary. Because there is no genealogy that you link a child and determine his birth through a woman. But the reason why that will happen, Luke says his own one way, Matthew says his own the other way. But the reason why that could happen was because of what the daughters of Zelophehad did. Because according to the laws, the daughters of Zelophehad made Moses change the laws, actually made God change it. Because they rose up and they said to Moses, Moses, our father served. He was not part of the rebellion of Korah. He, how can you say because he has only daughters, he should not have an inheritance? So his name will die, his name will not continue. So Moses was going to say, how dare them enter this congregation that is for only men? But the Lord said to Moses as he went back to God, he said, hearken to them. Give them what they want. From today, let it become possible that even if a woman, a, 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 you are born a woman, let it be possible that your husband that you marry can now receive the benefit of what comes from your father's lineage. Do you understand what I'm saying? So from that day, if she, a man married a woman that has a father that left inheritance for her, but she, she could not access it. Once she marries this man, the man cannot access the blessing of her father. So even though it wasn't Joseph that was from the line of David, it was Mary. But by reason of the laws of the daughters of Zelophehad, spiritually, the child that came from Mary could not access the blessing of Mary as long as she was married to Joseph. Because the children could now also be part of the blessing that comes from their mother once their father is married to her. 
what the daughters of Zolufi had did not compromise on thousands of years before as a burning passion and they felt like we have to talk about this. We need to go and, you know, they, it was their life at risk. They could have stoned them. But that thing they didn't compromise on as the unique direction of God was the very thing upon which Jesus rode upon. Your ability to stand for what the Lord is saying to you. To labor until you arrive at an accurate pattern. Irrespective of how novel it may look. Or how many people will pull themselves away from you. Because they don't want to be associated with anything unstable. They don't want their name to be part of anything they are not sure of. So they stand apart until you succeed. And they associate themselves with you fully. Irrespective of how lonely it may be. Like Noah, do not compromise. If he says one inch, one inch. If he says two meters, two meters. Because you see, you may never live to see the full picture of what you are building. But generations to come will be blessed because of what you built. Do not compromise. Do not give up on the patterns of the spirit. Do not give up on the commands of the spirit. For this is that day. This is that day. This is that day. Before I, I drop the mic, I want you to remember what I said about the ecotone. And because I feel like for spiritual people right now, that is the biggest challenge. You are unsure what is the measure. The same God that told Moses, build an ark to keep the water out. is the same God that told Moses to put windows on different parts of the ark. And when you really look at the word window in the Hebrew version, it wasn't window like light source. It was really like an entryway. So Moses built the ark in a way where there was space for water to still come in a little bit. As researchers have found some of the water that came in, it was for the feeding of the animals for 40 days. Do you know what it means to feed rhinoceros? What the kind of water that elephant needs to drink? So Moses had to allow a measure of the flood waters to come in. The same ark that you build to keep the waters out, you need to know the measure of the water that you need to come in. Because even though you are in this world, you are not of this world, but you are in this world. You are in this world. So I cannot come and preach with only shoe now. I won't wear anything. I'll say, because you know, the spirit of God is upon me. And my body is dead to this world. It's a lie. Nobody will give you their pulpit. There must be a measure of the water that has to come in. So that what you are carrying must survive. So when you speak about compromise, remember what I told you. It is not just about the hard and fast rules. It is about the leading of the spirit. Based on the hard and fast rules, Jesus should have broken his fast after 40 days. But based on the leading of the spirit, that was a temptation, not the breaking of a fast. He had to discern which was which. Just because you can see a thing doesn't mean you should have it. You should always ask the Lord, just because I have insight, what am I supposed to do with this person? Just because I know this person is going to become the next president of Nigeria, does that mean I should automatically tell the person to attend my fellowship? What is my role to play? How should I handle this relationship? You need the eyes of the Spirit. So I pray for you in the name of Jesus, that in every area of your life, that the Lord will lead you that the light of God will guide you that even in this season 
where the enemy is trying to use the rod of deception to pull down God's people and to make it impossible for them to access the goodness of God. I pray that the Spirit of God will give you your own rod. The same way that the rod of Moses swallowed the rod of the Egyptians. I pray that the rod of truth, that the rod of righteousness, your rod will swallow the deception around you. The rod speaks about an instrument of power. I pray that God will give you powerful systems. God will give you powerful ideas. God will give you powerful ideologies that have the capacity to swallow up the deceitful ideologies of this world. I pray that God will make you bold and courageous like David. You will not compromise on the day that you need to take down Goliath but you'll be able to stand tall and you will go to battle when the entire army is cowering in fear. May God give you courage. May God give you strength. May God give you wisdom. Like Joseph, he did not compromise on forgiveness and love because he could see that what the, his brothers meant for evil, God meant it for the good of Israel and the good of generations. I pray that God will expand the capacity of your heart. I pray that God will cause you to see, cause you to see beyond the sufferings of your flesh and cause you to see the agenda of heaven. And as you behold it, I pray that you will ascend into that which you behold. I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus that God will give you the courage to prepare a generation for truth to prepare a generation of sight to prepare a generation for righteousness I pray that you will break, break past the limitation of your humanity and selfishness but God will put in your heart a fresh burning fire oh son of the living God I pray that this season you would arise in battle you would arise in warfare that generated inside of you will be new zeal and new strength you will take the gate of the enemy no longer would you build little forts and little stronghold around the gate the true gate of captivity but you will rise up from your place of comfort Deborah and you will no longer compromise on the dictate of your office as a judge but I pray that the Lord God Almighty will begin to remind you of previous covenants and previous commands that this will be the season where you will not be able to go to bed until you fulfill the will and the word of the Lord I pray for you that in the name of our Lord Jesus that in the day of celebration you will not be left behind that in the day of reward you will not start first and afar off and only observe but I pray you will be part of the ceremony of the kings you will be part of the ceremony of the gods in the name of our Lord Jesus may the Holy Spirit school you may the Holy Spirit train you may the Lord teach you and may he review the curriculums by which you have been educated educated in the past I pray that this will be the season of the breaking of strongholds in your mind in your soul and in your spirit and anything that has facilitated the captivity of hell I pray that the Lord God Almighty will pierce through it and God will break through it that in this season your strength shall be found in truth that your strength shall be found in alignment that your strength shall be found in government in the name of our Lord Jesus even as the strength of God is upheld by justice is upheld by righteousness I pray that your own throne your own throne will be upheld as you stand in truth and as you stand in the righteous order of the spirit for it is a new day it is a new season may the sun of righteousness arise over you and may the glory of God fill your life and may the light of God persistently break through you thank you precious Holy Spirit 
Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.